There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Our American Stories, and we tell every kind of story here on this show. And our favorite kind, of course, has to do with American history. And up next comes Deidre Berzer. And Deidre is a professor at Hillsdale College, proud sponsors of all of our history stories. And today, she'll be sharing with us the story of one of history's most essential women, Sacagawea. Here's our own Monty Montgomery to kick off the story. When Lewis and Clark left St. Louis, Missouri on August 31, 1803 to find a passage to the West, they left with 45 men, 27 of which were unmarried bachelors. Needless to say, there was no womanly presence within the Corps of Discovery at all. But something changed. Here's Hillsdale College's Dr. Deidre Berzer with more on that. They add in Sacagawea, who is just an amazing character on every level. So they spend the first winter with the Mandan people in their villages in what is now north of Bismarck, North Dakota. 
Here in those villages, they encounter one of these French Métis, Toussaint Charbonneau, who has three wives, and two of them are Hidatsa, and then they have Sikajouéa as a third wife, and she is Shoshone, but she was captured as a child and sold to the Hidatsa. So she's about 16 years old. She's pregnant. But the key here is that she is Shoshone, so she knows that language. And Lewis and Clark already know, and they're very worried, actually, <laughs> that they're going to need horses to get across the mountains, right? The boats are not going to be able to go across the mountains. They're going to need horses, and they are going to need them from the Shoshone people. And they have been really, really concerned about how all of this is going to transpire. And they're actually so worried, they think they may ha- might have to turn back around and go back and give up the expedition. So they meet Sakajuea, and um, they convince Charbonneau to sign on to the expedition, and they know that she is going to be essential to them. And what her being a young mother, so she gives birth during the, these winter months in February, February 11th, actually, 1805, she, by her presence, not only is going to be able to help them with making uh, translations and connections with her people, the Shoshone, but she's also going to give the expedition a friendlier demeanor, right? That they're not going to look like a military group to different Indian tribes they encounter if they have a woman and a baby with them. And that turns out to be really essential to the safety of the entire Corps. Um, And so she's amazing on so many levels, but I wanted to just think a moment about the translation issue. So she speaks to Shoni and Hidatsa. So she speaks to her husband, Charbonneau, in Hidatsa. Then he knows Hidatsa in French. So he then speaks in French to one of the, the members of the expedition, a French Métis named La Biche. Okay, then La Biche takes the French and translates it into English for Lewis and Clark. Can you imagine how much might get lost in translation there? But, but apparently it went really, really well and was so important. <laughs> you have to picture how patient Lewis and Clark had to be for all of the negotiations to go through four languages before they <laughs> before they could take part and understand what was being said. But one of the things that Sakajawea brings to them is her vast knowledge, um, not just of the, the territory, once they um, head out along the Missouri from the Mandan villages when the river finally is um, free of ice, And she starts to recognize places, especially when they get closer to Montana. But she knows how to find edible roots. When they start out, it's early spring. Um, There aren't any things for them to eat that have grown yet, right? They're just starting to peep out under um, from under the snow. She knows where uh, little rodents have cached things for for the winter and she goes she sees these kind of piles of logs and she knows that that is a a place where mice tend to hoard um, the goodies that they have collected and so she goes immediately and Lewis and Clark just kind of watching her going what is she up to and she finds all these roots for them and so she's continually foraging and finding things that are essential for their diets for their nutrition especially when they can't um, go hunting to throw in an aside here, when they are able to hunt, they do so. They find out that they really like beaver steaks. Beaver is really tasty. <laughs> and they end up if, uh, 
someone along the way has averaged this out to figure out on the days when when the Corps of Discovery could eat meat, each of them was eating about nine pounds worth of meat that day. <laughs> We're talking about 50-some men eating nine pounds of meat a day. Yes. <laughs> and they were very partial as well to buffalo tongue. They would kill the buffalo just for the tongue and the bone marrow. Then Sacagawea would come and use every single part of that buffalo and really show them how. Um, she'd, even the bones that she would boil down for grease and um, then be able to use that to seal up things from the water, all kinds of stuff. So she brought essential knowledge um, to the core. And um, Lewis and Clark wrote everything down, like all the, the different medicines. And um, even when she was giving birth, she was having a really hard time. And some of the, the Indians said something in translation to Lewis and Clark about, does anyone have a rattlesnake? rattle. And they did. And so that was ground up and given to her. And it really eased her labor pains. And she gave birth very shortly after that. And so that all is being recorded in these journals of all the different medicinal things. Um, She got very sick a couple of months into um, the trek in the summer of 1805. She was very sick, very close to dying. And of course, the medicine of the time probably made it worse for her. And they came across a place of a sulfur hot springs. And Lewis remembered that taking the sulfur water was something that was used as a medicine sometimes and that it might be effective. And so he gave her a lot of the sulfur water to drink and it almost immediately started working. And of course, if she was dehydrated, if that was the problem, getting that liquid in her would have been a very uh, important thing to, to save her. But she was really close to death. And one of the ways we know this is they they wrote in the journals that she was complaining all night long. And she was so reticent, she wouldn't have made all of that noise at all, all night long. But um, the other ways we see her being really essential is they often had trouble with keeping the boats from capsizing. Sudden winds would come up or the water would suddenly get really rough. And um, they seemed to have not have the weight distributed very well sometimes. And Charbonneau would just freeze. And he was supposed to be manning the sails or, or you know, at the rudder. And he would freeze. He would just get scared and couldn't do anything. And the people in the other boats and on the shores were trying to yell at him what to do. And he would just kind of freak out. And all of the things are falling out of the boat. So picture this, Sakajawea sitting in the back of the boat, calmly picking up everything she could reach out of the water and putting it back in. So her calmness and ability to um, do what needed to be done in the moment of crisis was a real contrast with her husband, who was a liability on many, many fronts, but that they had to be, you know, they had to deal with him. They had to keep him in line so they could have access to the knowledge that Sakajawea kept. And the importance of Sacagawea is really seen in how every night the Charbonneau family was kept in the tent with the captains, with Lewis and Clark. And it, it, part of that is that Sacagawea was the only woman with these almost 50 men. And so they wanted to protect her, but they kept the Charbonneau family very close to them and over time became extremely close to the baby who was named Jean-Baptiste, they called him Pomp. And he was a great favorite. Um, And he took ill, too. And that was a real crisis moment for them. So when they finally meet up with the Shoshone people and they are looking and looking all through 
the western side of Montana uh, for the Shoshone and have split up into different groups and all kinds of things. But, and it's kind of this, this just unbelievably crazy story. Um, the chief that they meet turns out to have to be Sacagawea's brother. And so they're able to negotiate with him. They have this great reunion. She was kidnapped when she was 11. So she hasn't seen her family since then. And the horses that the Shoshone could provide and the um, directions were very, very important. And so they provided a guide named Old Toby and about 36 really fine horses. And Old Toby led them through the Lolo Trail, which is how you get kind of from the mountains in Montana into... It's US-12 now. It's US-12, right, into Idaho, right, and it's very twisty and turny and cavernous, and um, they would not have gotten through there very well without the guidance of old Toby. So so this connection provided through Sacagawea is like this sort of providential moment that she was essential for. And the entire journey would not have happened in the way it did without her. And a special thanks to Hillsdale College professor Deirdre Berzer. Sacagawea's story told here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 